Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode number 24, recorded the 14th of November, 2020. I'm your host, Charles Current, and in today's episode, we have a few more podcasts you might want to check out. Quicksets new SC1 QA smart key, more on ballot box security, Bosnian Bill gives safe buying advice, Lockpicking Lawyer is now selling lockpicking tools and training. Community members are raising money for breast cancer charity. Lockpicking criminals, sales, new giveaways, and more. As always, you can find this show on most podcasting apps, YouTube, and at thelocksportscast.com. YouTube and a few of the podcast apps have restrictions that limit my ability to post full show notes with all the links, so if you're using one of those, go to www.thelocksportscast.com for full show notes that includes clickable links. A quick note here, you may hear some strange noises in the background. We're having quite a uh, winter storm out here today, so at times I'm getting pounding rain, branches blowing against the house, and other strange noises. So if you hear those, I apologize. This week, uh, Cherell shared a couple of new podcasts that people might want to check out. We have Locksmith Talk with Aloha, which is the Associated Locksmiths of America. They launched a new podcast Last week, it's hosted by William Link, and he interviews the brightest minds involved with locksmith industry every Monday. You can listen free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. I'll have links in the show notes. Episode one is out, and the description for that reads, In part one of our series on workplace communication, Guy Robinson introduces us to dietic conversation the leading member exchange theory, and uncertainty avoidance. It might be interesting to some of you, especially those of you who are locksmiths. He also shared one called Ask a Locksmith by Captain Stubbs 1. The description for that podcast reads, I am a locksmith of five years, and I will be answering questions sent to askalocksmithpod at gmail.com. If something is beyond my ability to answer, I will be asking my boss and co-workers a wealth of over 60 years of experience in the field. If you have any qu- question for a locksmith, send it in and help make the show possible. I wouldn't be able to do this without the listeners. There are eight episodes up as I'm recording this, so make sure to go check those out. And that one is hosted on Anchor, and I will have a link for that in the show notes as well. And then I just wanted to remind everybody that Uncensored Tactical Podcast does do quite a bit with Locksport, and he has a new episode, well, one-week-old episode, where he interviewed uh, Sky Pirate Actual, talking about real-world lockpicking concepts, including Monkey See, Monkey Do, his Instagram page, advice for new lockpickers, a few small case studies, favorite and not favorite tools, lockpicking in the movies and on TV, and more. That's episode 153, entitled Sky Pirate Actual on Lockpicking. And you can also find Sky Pirate Actual on Instagram. And To Be Deciphered 
shared a couple of links having to do with a new smart key. Quickset has an SC1 keyway smart key, SE lock and key. Also, Jason talked about this in a video that he has out. So I will have links in the show notes. It's there's not a lot of details yet about I'm waiting for somebody to buy one so we can actually see what's inside of them if there's very many differences. Uh, Jason brings up some issues that that he's interested in finding out and see how reliable they'll be. So I'll have a link to Jason's video and the links that To Be Deciphered shared in the show notes if you want to go check those out. And Vent and To Be Deciphered both sent in information about a story on the security of ballot boxes. The uh, There was a story published here called The Security of Ballot Collection Boxes. One can be opened in 30 seconds or less. The researcher involved in this is Mark Weber Tobias. Some of you might know him. He's a security researcher, and he has previously done stuff on medicos, including how to bump them. And I won't, I'm not going to read the whole article to you here, but I will just read a, a quick section of it and then give you links to the article and to a, an associated YouTube video. There hasn't been analysis about the physical security of ballot collection boxes and how they are protected. Voters relied upon the apparent protections inherent in these containers once ballots were deposited in post, non-postal service boxes. The boxes we tested from one manufacturer could be opened in seconds with little skill, training, or tools. They're using double-sided wafer locks, basically. Double-sided wafer cam locks. And I'm sure most of you know about how secure that is. And Redheaded Lockpicker sent in a link to a video that he thought was good. It's called Condensed History of Lockpicking. And the description reads, In the 1800s, Windows Zero Days were extremely rare, so hackers at the time had to settle for a the delicate art of lockpicking. In this short talk, we'll learn about some of the zany lock mechanisms that the aristocracy came up with to secure their valuables. We'll talk about the lockpicking bounties and the transient era of perfect security. Yes, that's right, perfect security. These are... Your great 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 grandparent stories. So buckle up, kiddo. You're in for a wild ride. And I'll have a link to that video in the show notes as usual. And I thought I would share a uh, video series that I thought was interesting by Starrylock. He is putting out a series on U.S. postal locks, and he has two videos out as I record this. The first one is entitled U.S. Postal Padlocks Part One. A look at my small postal lock collection. This week I'm looking at the street mailbox lock. My primary source for information is Mark Garcia's U.S. Mail Locks and Keys, 1830s to 2000. And the second video that he just released the day I'm recording this, Postal Lock Series, Registered U.S. Mail Padlock. This is the second episode in a series of videos dealing with postal locks, first covering locks from the United States, and covering a handful of postal locks I have from foreign countries such as Australia Canada. In this episode, we are taking a look at the registered U.S. mail padlock in use from 1918 to the 1990s. I recommend people go check that series out as he produces them. 
And Edlock sent in a note last week, but because I recorded that one early, he just missed my uh, my recording session. And he said, hi, don't know if I'm too late for the next episode, but the Pass Around box has arrived with Dusty and Wendy in the USA. And as of my recording of this, he has put his video out already called Deadlock's hashtag Pass Around Box Decoded. And so he has picked it, opened or decoded it, opened it, and we'll be deciding who to send it to next. So if you want to be on that list, make sure you get over and check out his video and find out how to get your name on that list. And I thought I would share a link to a video by Bosnian Bill. So Bosnian Bill in his video last week called number 1806, Buying a Safe Tips. Uh, He went through a lot of details on safes and fire protection ratings and all that stuff. And I thought I would uh, just read the description to it here. In video 1806, I'll walk you through my research before buying my new safe, giving tips of what to look for in design, fire ratings, and UL ratings of break-in certifications. All in all, this took me about six weeks to put together, and I felt that anyone looking to buy a new safe might find it a useful time saver. I really appreciate when when they do stuff like this. It's, It's a very useful resource, I think, for people. Not just the Locksport people, but a lot of people in general. And Bags of Locks sent in a note, and he says, Sure, you've had a fair few people message you about this, but Lockpicking Lawyer, one of the most well-known names in the world of lockpicking and covert entry, and Robert Pingor, a nationally known special operations and intelligence community red team instructor, have started a company called CovertInstruments.com. Lockpicking Lawyer's blurb on the site says, As his name suggests, the lock-picking lawyer was a business litigator for nearly 15 years, but recently retired from practicing law to devote all of his time to security work. I didn't know he had retired from law, so I thought that was interesting. And he provided a link to the video by Lockpicking Lawyer, in case you haven't already seen it. I'm sure most people have. And it says, also, his website says, for the first time, the lock-picking lawyer alongside other world-class instructors will be offering multi-day covert entry classes to the public and not just to law enforcement and military personnel. We will confirm class schedules and pricing once the COVID-19 situation permits us to conduct in-person classes safely. Watch this page for class postings. Thank you for sending that in, Bags of Locks. You'd be surprised. You were the only one who sent that in to me. And Panda Frog started a new giveaway, which we'll have more details on later, but it was in conjunction with Matt's Lockpick's latest video called uh, Lockpicking for Breast Cancer. And it says, Lockpicking for Breast Cancer Awareness, plus a custom lockpicks sale to try and raise funds for the charity Breast Cancer Now. Link to the fundraiser is in the description of his video. I will probably put it in the show notes here as well. But I recommend you go check out his video because he's also selling some beautiful custom-made picks with uh, gorgeous pink handles. He's donating part of the proceeds to the charity, so I recommend you go check out his video. And I'll have more on the Panda Frog giveaway in the giveaway section. And it looks like Alex Who's Mad Aussie Challenge has wrapped up, so if you haven't already, go 
be sure to go check out all those videos. There are lots of great videos with a lot of great content. Some of the subjects that were, were done as part of the challenge were making a DIY plug spinner, picking with paper clips, homemade snap guns, picking with bobby pins, key impressioning, making cutaways, making bump keys, making covert lock picks. It's just a wealth of uh, information and you can see what other people did and how they did it and maybe the, the troubles they had, the, the mistakes they made. It's, it's an amazing source of information. So thank you, Alex, for putting that on. And a follow-up from last week. Uh, last week, HV Logic sent in information about a post that was on Luckpickers United announcements tab saying that the classification need or the classification team needed uh, pin counts on some of the, the difficult locks. Uh, if you're interested in that, check out last week's show notes or just go to the announcement section on the Lockpickers United Discord. But I did have questions about where this information is supposed to go. They have updated the announcement. So it says now to send your PMs to correct genes and you can find him on the Lockpickers United Discord if you don't already have him in your contacts. But he is the one who does all the major lock classification over there, so he's the one who needs all the pin counts that you would send him. And I ran across, I stumbled across a bit of information that I thought some of you might be interested in. I saw, know some of the people around here are interested in InfoSec as well as Locksport. And DEFCON is having a New Year's Eve party. So they have a video out, which will be linked in the show notes, called Save the Date, DEFCON's First New Year's Eve Party. And it says, let's ring in the new year together. We're putting together a free online party for the global DEFCON community. Join us on our Discord server for some low-key DC-style amusements like Hacker Jeopardy, Drunk Hacker History, live music, movies. You know how we do. No talks, no lines, plenty of hacker fellowship and shenanigans. We'll provide the tunes, the games, and contests, and even some celebrity bartenders. You just bring your dancing shoes and the refreshments of your choice. So, if you're interested, go check out their YouTube channel. and Or, the link will be in the show notes, but they also have an invite to their Discord server in the description. And in Karate Belts this week, we had three new purple belts. We had Samet the Turk on the 11th, Open Soon on the 12th, and reindeer on the 12th as well. So congratulations, gentlemen. Now I'd like to take a quick break and say thank you to all the people that made this episode possible. As I stated last week, due to my heavy work schedule this week, I wasn't going to be able to do an episode this week without some story submissions. So these people really did make this show possible. I just wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have had time. But they really stepped up and we got a wealth of information for this week. As I've said many times, this show is only possible because of the support of all of you in this community. So if you're getting value out of this podcast, please help me keep it going. Send in your news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that's Locksburg related. Nothing's too big, nothing's too small. Um, if it's popular, if you think everybody sent it to me, as Bags of Locks saw, he was the only one who sent this into this big news into me. So, you know, even if you think everybody will have sent it to me, send it anyway, because there's a good chance 
I won't see it if I'm working a lot and somebody like Bags of Locks doesn't think to send it in. I just won't see it. Uh, you can send all that information to podcast at thelocksportscast.com or you can go to www.thelocksportscast.com, click on the tab or on the menu where it says support. And there's lots of information there about how to contact me. Don't forget to share the podcast with anybody you think might be interested. Anybody you think is getting into Locksport or has been in Locksport for a while, share the podcast with them. You can uh, leave a comment, thumbs up on YouTube. You can leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform if they allow reviews. There's also Patreon and PayPal. A quick note about that. Um, the Patreon only has one tier. It's $5 a month. In my personal opinion, they take such a large percentage of smaller donations that I feel it'd just be a waste of your money. If, if you want to give me a smaller amount on Patreon, they just eat so much of it. I'd be wasting your money trying to take it. So I just don't do that. Also, I don't want to manif manage all the their weird tier stuff. I don't want to hide stuff behind a paywall. So I'm really not taking advantage of that tier system anyway. That's not why I created this channel. I created it to be a resource for the community free resource for anybody who wants it. If you want to donate, that's great. Please do. But I don't expect it from anybody. Um, so I set up, in case somebody does want to donate a lower amount, I set up a proper PayPal donation page that will allow you to donate any amount you want. It can either be a one-time donation or monthly reoccurring. All you have to do is check a checkbox that said make this a monthly reoccurring donation. Um, if you make it a monthly Recurring donation, you'll be credited on all the episodes for the months that you are actively doing the recurring donation. You can leave a note with your donation that I will read on the podcast unless you ask me not to, and no politics, no religion, no drama. If you have a YouTube channel, blog, podcast, or anything else, make sure to mention it in the note so I can read that on the air and also put a link in there so I can share it in the show notes. But Again, no obligation. That's just if you want to. And in Lockpicking Criminals, Redhead Lockpicker and 2B Deciphered both sent me in different versions of the same story from October 15th in Midvale, Utah. It says, Man uses face mask to pick the lock of his handcuffs and escape police custody. That's a little misleading. The title of the other article that was sent in was Utah Man Arrested for Threatening Oklahoma Police, Officers Say. So the fourth story goes something like this. Police arrested Joseph Dale McLeod after he allegedly called several police departments in Utah and Oklahoma claiming officers were injured or going to be injured. They allege he called police in Warren Acres, Oklahoma, told them one of your officers is going to die tonight before hanging up. Then they claim he called police in Edmondo, Oklahoma, and stated your officer is dead, send backup, and hung up. After tracing the phone to McLeod's apartment, the police said they could hear someone inside, but no one answered the door. A SWAT team broached the door with explosives and found McLeod in his bed, which he refused to get out of. They also found two guns in the apartment. After being arrested and transported to the jail, he was given a face mask and handcuffed to the bench. The police affidavit states that Joseph removed the metal nose guard from his mask and created a device for picking the lock of his handcuffs. He removed himself from the bench and didn't actually escape custody. 
He was booked for investigation of two counts of making terroristic threats, making two false police reports involving death. And because police say he was able to pick his cuffs, he was also booked for investigation of escape from custody. I almost wonder if he wasn't trying to do some sort of suicide by cop. It's kind of a weird story. I think that that guy probably needs some uh, mental health check. And to be deciphered, sent in another story from the 11th of November in Lake County, Florida. Fleeing man nabbed with burglary tools and ski mask in Fruitland Park. A Lake County deputy was patrolling the area of Fruitland Park due to recent vehicle burglaries. The report states a white Jeep with Tennessee plates drove past him twice, the second time, quote, blowing smoke and attempting to speed away, unquote. A short time later, the Jeep drove across a yard and the driver jumped out, leaving it in reverse. The driver ran down a dead-end road that ended at a lake. Deputies and officers of the Fruitland PD apprehended Jacob Allen Franklin. In the vehicle, they located a black ski mask with a white skull printed on it and a Grandmaster lockpick set, which appears to be a large automotive pick set. Franklin was arrested and charged with driving while suspended, a habitual offender, no vehicle registration, Possession of burglary tools, possession of drug paraphernalia, and resisting without violence. And out of Sacramento, California, on the 12th of November, a suspected NorCal rapist, Roy Charles Walter Waller, takes the stand at trial and says Ray or Roy Charles Waller, a former UC Berkeley employee, is standing trial after being charged with 46 counts of including rape and kidnapping spanning from 1991 to 2006. He testified in court that he didn't commit the crimes, although he could not explain why his DNA was found at six of the crime scenes, or why there was surveillance video allegedly showing him using one of the victim's ATM cards. Waller also addressed the large amounts of duct tape, rope, zip ties, lock-picking book, ski masks, and gloves found by investigators during his arrest, he said the items were used for paintball, mechanic work, snowboarding, uh, among other hobbies. He, quote, I am a collector of odd things, unquote, he testified in response to owning a lockpicking book. Investigators also found a duffel bag with women's underwear, as well as duct tape, rope, handcuffs, zip ties, gloves, and a ski mask. Waller explained that those were from a previous consensual relationship. The trial began October 19th, closing arguments can begin as early as Monday, and the jury may reach a verdict next week. And as we move on to some of the sales and things going on, Cherell also sent in a link to uh, SE Lock and Keys video about the $10 large HPC pick case. So uh, that's a heck of a deal. It's an eBay thing. There were still some available when I checked earlier today. So you might want to check that out if you're in the market for a good quality pick case for cheap. Also, we still have the sale going for commando locks, 15% off all locks with the code FALL2020. That expires January 1st. Mako locks code by Mako gives you 15% off. And I don't know the expiration, but it was still good this morning when I checked it. And in giveaways, we have a new giveaway by Lock Picking Scale. 
It's entire the video that she announces it in is entitled Happy Kindness Day, hashtag kindness lock. And it says the description says, please take a moment and, and enter my giveaway. I would love to hear an act of kindness that you received or did for someone else. I think we could all use some kind stories. This is open to anyone anywhere. Happy Kindness Day, everyone. And she is giving away a pack lock, BL17A-850, engraved with her logo. And of course, it's red. All you have to do is make a video explaining a random act of kindness that you have done or received. And as mentioned earlier, Panda Frog is having a new giveaway in relation to Matt's lock pit, his uh, breast cancer charity drive here. The prize is one Sparrow's coin. The rules are for every five pounds donated, that gives you one entry in the giveaway. Donate 10 pounds, that's two entries. Send me email with proof. You can redact the personal data, that's fine. The giveaway ends the 23rd of November 2020 at 2000 hours GMT plus one time. And I'll have a link to his video on that in the show notes as well. Starlock has his giveaway going for the 900 subscribers. The rules for that, you must be a subscriber, like the video, make an entry video where you highlight a channel that has been important in your journey. Hashtag brand starry 900 must be included in the title or the description so that he can find it. The giveaway will run from the 4th of November until the end of the day, 20th of November. Only one ticket per person. Multiple entries are possible if subsequent entries are donated to someone else, but even with donations, no one person can have more than one ticket. Prizes shown in the video. Additional prizes might be added later, so stay tuned for updates, and you should go over there and check that out. Dusty and Windy. I don't know if it's still running, <laughs> but I didn't see any uh, announcements that it was over. The Dusty and Windy hashtag DN100 giveaway. Uh, where you pick a lock, tell about your experience in the Locksport community, and then uh, comment on his video. Use the hashtag DNW100. PandaFrog is still running his hashtag Bad100, it looks like. Uh, the rules, pick the worst lock in your collection on video. Giveaway ends when he posts his 100th English video. You must use the hashtag Bad100 in the description or title. And he's adding a new lock to the giveaway for every five entries he gets. He's up to several locks already. Room Picker has his hashtag RP Spicy Challenge. You have to take a shot of hot sauce before you pick a challenge lock with at least six changes or SPPA Naughty Bucket Lock. You can have multiple entries as long as you use hotter hot sauce for each entry. And that one is estimated to end December 1st. That's, but it's technically whenever his wife goes back from maternity leave. And Starlock is still doing his hashtag shout out Monday series where he and Pocket Woman both do a shout out for a channel that has less than 100 subscribers. They, and Starlock tries to incentivize you to watch those videos, comment, and uh, subscribe to those channels by doing a monthly giveaway for a Law Lock Tools gift certificate. So make sure you get over and check those out and subscribe to both Starlock and Pocket Woman so you don't miss any of them because he does his drawing randomly off of one of the videos and it could be either one of their videos. 
Charles Builds Crap and the Lock Sportscast here are doing our Pack Lock a Month giveaway still. Uh, Starry Lock was last month's winner. Starry, I haven't got it mailed out yet, but I will once my work schedule allows it. And basically, the way you get entries is by sending in your stories, sending in your giveaways, uh, sharing the podcast, and make sure I'm tagged. Make sure I'm tagged in it so that I know that you shared it, and I will get you an entry for each of those things. And a lot of people got entries today with all these uh, new stories sent in. So thank you everybody for doing that. I really appreciate all of the support that you showed this week while I'm working so much. Remember, this podcast needs your support. It only exists because of your support. So you can support the show in several ways, the most important of which is to keep sending in your news, links, and information, giveaways, anything you have that's Locksport related. Nothing is too big. Nothing is too small. The more niche it is, probably the more interesting it is to the general public. Share the show with your lockpicking friends, either in person or online. You can leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform or leave a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube. That really helps the algorithm get it out there. Uh, You can subscribe on Patreon or PayPal or a one-time donation on PayPal if you want. If you support the show in one of those ways, I will give you producer credit and mention you on the podcast. So if you have a YouTube channel, blog, or anything else, make sure to mention it so I can put it in the show notes. Thanks, and keep it legal.